airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Whether it's a chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, pastor, whoever the, the case may be, uh, please seek out the, the health care provider of your choice. I also want to mention our sponsors. Uh, first, we have Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. A great group of people. They do kind of a rock and roll worship service. And then they're affiliated with a large group called Life Church out of Oklahoma. But you can reach them at area code 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. And they are doing Sunday morning services. And our second sponsor is Abundant Life Assembly yes. of God. All right. <laughs> so can you give, uh, give listeners just a quick uh, bio of the church oh, or just the basics? So Abundant Life Assembly of God. We love the presence of the Lord. Yes. Man, we had a great time. I know I say that every every <laughs> Sunday, but <clears throat> Lindsay was saying we need to have um we need to start telling the congregation, turn to the person to the left of you and say it's like this every single week. You know, <laughs> yeah, cuz yeah. cuz we had such a I mean, we really did have a great time yesterday. The presence yes. of the Lord was there as he always is and I had a um a brother-in-law actually uh was at, attending service Sunday and yes. he said, "Man, that was so good. He said, I haven't felt the presence of the Lord like that in such a long time. Oh, said, man. man. It's like that every week. <laughs> it and is. Like, We're getting spoiled. Anyway, so 1030 on Sundays. Uh, yeah, come be, our, come be our guest. Come join us. We have a, a Bible study on Wednesday night. Um, yes. So at 6 o'clock on the Gospel of Mark. So anyway, yes. yeah, come on. Now all kinds of opportunities to serve, <laughs> uh, food pantries, uh, all kinds of things. But. Sunday morning services, 10.30 a.m., yeah. so remember that. It's Abundant Life, Assembly of God, and Cowan. So we'll get rolling. Um, what's on your heart? Oh, man. I just want to start with an open-ended question. I don't, you know, so I was thinking about what are we going to talk about this morning, and really on my heart here is God's presence in, in also America, kind of the, the state of America. I know we could really dig into that for hours, but... Kind of, I want to. I want to throw some statistics out there. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, so in the year two thousand, you know, that's now twenty-two years ago. It's hard for me to believe. That is hard to believe. I remember ringing in the new year, the two thousand. <laughs> but the Barner Research Group they started this study called the State of the Church Project. Okay. Just to kind of uh, track um, the state of the church. You know, is it growing? Is it shrinking? How many people are identifying as Christian? Okay. And uh, so in the study, they tracked the percentage of practicing Christians in America from the year 2000 to the year 2020. So this study is about two years old. Okay. So the, it, the, the results are probably worse now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. But it, and what they found was that actually uh, those who identify as being Christian, the segment has shrunk okay. considerably. Um, and, and, and really the standard is low. So here's what their standard is for a person that identifies as a practicing Christian. It, uh, it, um, it's a person who agrees strongly that faith is very important to their lives and attends church at least once a month. Okay. <laughs> so the standard is not high. Yes. And we know, I mean, going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but we understand all that. You know, it's faith in Jesus Christ yes. apart from our works. Um, however, so in the year 2000, with that standard that is very low, 45% of all those sampled in America qualified as practicing Christians. Okay. 45%. Okay, so almost half. Uh, now, 
now, okay, as of early 2020, one in four of those Americans qualified as practicing Christians. So we have seen, we've seen the number drop drastically from yep. 45% to 25% in 20 years, which that's is huge. A, which is almost a half, I mean, that's almost half. Yeah, no, it's huge. Um, and I can't say I'm surprised, and I think that stuff, it just speaks volumes. Um, you know, I have a tendency to th- see things through a business lens, but if a yeah. business drops by 20%, you're Man, like, metrics, right? Yeah, it's just, it's huge. It really, really you is. You've got to start trying to figure out correction of errors, what's mm-hmm. going on here, what it, what's happening. So what do you feel like, uh, why is that number dropping? Well, let me give you another statistic real okay, quick sure. before we go. So, those who identify now as, um, say, atheists, agnostics, are practicing no religion. Uh, so in the year 2000, those who were atheist, agnostic, or practicing no religion, that were at 11%. Okay. And, and now... In 2000, they were 11%. In 2000, 11%. Okay. 2020, that number was 21%. So it's doubled. It's doubled, man. Yep. It's doubled. So the amount of people that identify with as themselves as Christians has been cut in half. And the amount of people that identify as atheists or yeah. um, just some of those Agnostic other... Agnostic or just practicing no faith. Yeah, no faith. That's doubled. That's doubled, man. Interesting. It is interesting. Interesting. Huh. So why is this taking place? Yes, that's the big question. Man, okay. I, I think it's there's a lot of things going on. <clears throat> One of the main things, I think it's just the, our value that we place upon the presence of God has diminished. Yeah. We don't value Him. So in Exodus 23 through 5, you know, we have Moses. Moses goes up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And literally when God's finger is carving out the Ten Commandments yeah. for Moses, we know the Israelites are down. Worship, they're building and fashioning this golden calf. Yeah. And worshiping this golden calf at the same time, the same moment that, that, <clears throat> that Moses is receiving the Ten Commandments. Yeah. In uh, Exodus 23-5 says this, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And, and I think what we see in America is we just don't value. We have so many other gods before, yeah. before God now in America. I think that's huge. I mean, one of the things that I think about with that stuff, you know, just based on conversations I've had with different people over the years, is I don't think there's as much social pressure to be a Christian anymore. Right. Um, I think it's it good. Just, it's not expected. And so if people are going to be a believer, it's got to be real. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the things I think about with last Sunday, yesterday, and so many Sundays before. I get to come and really experience the presence of the Lord. It's right. real. It's, it's real, It's man. not a behavior modification program. Right. I'm not going there to uh, receive a, a pep talk from a motivational speaker. Come on, man. Um, I'm not going there to uh, just kind of feel good, like I've checked that box. Yeah. Um, if that was the case, I would just, I just wouldn't go. I mean, I really right. wouldn't. It's, and I, I have a tendency, and this is just something the Lord keeps putting on my heart over and over and over, is just to continue to go back to the basics. Right. You know, God created us not because he wanted our good works, our money, our stuff, right. our whatever. He created us because he wanted a family. He did. You know, and that's that, that intimacy component and that fact that we get to experience the presence of the Lord is so much different than memorizing scripture and right. using it like a, 
a behavior modification program where you think, okay, if I'm in this situation, this scripture says this. I mean, there's value to that for sure, um, but the intimacy, I don't think people feel that social pressure anymore to be a part of that behavior modification program perspective right. on Christianity. Right. So for them to do it, it's got to be real. And it, does, it has to be relational, and it yeah. has to be real. Um, there's got to be, I, I believe, and we can get into all kinds of theological positions on this, and we won't. Yeah. I'll just tell you the way I believe. <clears throat> I believe that, that God's grace is extended to everyone. I believe yes. that Jesus died upon a cross, not for a select few. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, we could go to toe-to-toe with some <laughs> <laughs> theologically on that. Yeah. I believe God extends his grace to everyone, and I believe that there are, there, that there are times in our life, mm-hmm. everybody's life, when God is reaching out to you. It's called he's wooing. It's, he's wooing you. I, yeah. I, the Methodists may even use a prevenient grace, maybe the terminology, but... But he's reaching out to you with love, and you, yeah. everybody experiences that conviction of knowing there's a Creator. Yeah. And what we see in the and what we see in Jesus's day is the Pharisees. Jesus didn't. He wanted them to repent. I really. Yeah. I mean, now we understand he had to go to a cross and all that. Yeah. But his desire was for them to repent. His desire is for all to come to him. Yeah. But there comes a point where if you continue to reject God's love that he's reaching out to you that wooing that drawing to you yeah if you continue to reject that your heart gets hard yeah and yeah. when your heart gets hard you, it it's it's tough it it's, really is it's tough and that was a big part of the sermon yesterday we had um, a guest speaker Clark come in and it was a fantastic sermon uh-huh. fantastic uh, just worship just the whole the whole uh, Sunday was just awesome but he just kept talking about how much the Lord wants us to come to his table. Right. You know, he wants, you know, the invitation is there. It's there. It really, really is. Um, and it's in his presence. It's it's at his table. It's in intimacy with him where things just really begin to shift. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you're right. The invitation is there. It's there, um, man. It's there. He, he wants people to come to him. Yeah. You but know? we have these golden calves in our lives. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, even as Christians, we do. Oh yeah, um, we've all been guilty. But but you know, there's a lot of people that just don't. They do not want to. They don't want to turn away from a sinful lifestyle. Yeah. And follow. Uh, there's a, an awesome. I want to read this for you real quick too. Sure. Because I think just the word of God is not valued anymore either. But yeah. but I understand. You know, and even those who who classify themselves as uh, Christians. They view the Word of God differently. They interpret it differently. Mm-hmm. And But I think one of the main things uh, early on that, that America was established on was the Word of God yeah. and actually the pulpit. Let me, let me read this real quick for you. Um, I'm going to say his name wrong, but Alex de Tacavelli, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And he was a Frenchman who came to America just prior to the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And he did this in, in an attempt to discover what made America so great. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, and as a result, he wrote a book called Democracy in America. And this is what he wrote. <clears throat> so he's coming to America to, to just discover what is making America so great. Yeah, what's the secret sauce? What's, what's secret? going on? And this is what he said. He said, I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers, and it was not there. I sought for it in her fertile fields and boundless forests, and it was not there. I sought for it in her rich mines and her vast world commerce, and it was not there. I sought for it in her democratic congress and her matchless constitution, and it was not there. Now listen to this. 
not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good, and, she, and if she ever ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. And so what he's saying is, America, he came here looking for the greatness of America. It wasn't in all its bountiful resources or mm -hmm. in the Constitution or in Congress. Yeah. But it came from the pulpits preaching the Word of God. Yeah. Culture but it, during that time was established yeah. through the church and through the pulpits and the, and the message of righteousness. Yeah. And there's not a value on that anymore. Yeah. Or, like you said, man, I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> no, and no. there's nothing wrong with encouraging people. But if you go and all you hear is a motivational speech, yeah. I mean, are you being shaped by the Word of God? No. No. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I think that's just, that's so much of, you know, at the center of the heartbeat of this stuff is to really be shaped by the Word of God right. and to really go through that transformation. And there's a shift that happens um, in your spirit that goes way above and beyond uh, just a motivational speech. Dude, you got to be uh, in his presence, man. You really do. I got to be in his presence. You really do. And in many ways, it's just that simple. Um, it is. I just, I, you know, before I was saved, I was the guy that was into every philosophy you can imagine yeah. and uh, studying different religions and just very much a quote unquote truth seeker. And, uh -huh. um, when I got into the presence of the Lord, I did a two week fast to find out who All Jesus right. was. And everything shifted. And, and I just love the simplicity of it. Um, All right. I love the simplicity of just when I first met people like Miss Margaret yeah. and Pastor Jerry and um, where you just you could feel the love of Christ in there and I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Um, I could have dissected everything and looked at you know, looked at all these different angles on what they were, were not doing, kinda of like that quote you just mentioned the, uh -huh. where the person's trying to figure out what's the secret behind yeah. America. Yeah. But it just there was there was that agape love Man, that agape. based on who was inside them, who lived inside them, which of course is Jesus, yeah. um, that was just undeniable. Yeah. Um, but it was just that presence, it was that encounter um, versus them trying to persuade me right. with, a, with scripture or right. a motivational talk yeah. or trying to break down all my arguments or not to say we can all be reached in different ways. Um, but for me, just to, to experience that presence, um, yeah. my theology and my belief systems just went out the window. Yeah, yeah. It, it, man, I think it's driven by his presence. Yeah. That's really what like, hooked me, captured me, too. It's just that presence of love yeah, yeah. authority. <clears throat> and and it's, it's interesting because, you know, when Moses comes down off the, ten, off the Mount Sinai and, mm -hmm. you know, and they are worshiping the golden calf, you know, God is mad. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, guess what? basically saying i'm not going to go with you anymore there's yeah. a scripture i could find it but he says uh you know i'll send an angel instead of my angel his terminology begins to shift mm -hmm. like you're still going to get into the promised land mm -hmm. but i'm not going with you oh wow and moses's response is no <laughs> if you don't go we're not moving we're not going yeah and that's the way man that's how we have to be yeah as the american church mm-hmm yeah, no, that's really, He's really, really got, good. I mean, it's got to be his presence that drives everything. You know, they didn't move in, until the cloud, or you know, until his presence moved. Yeah. And lifted off the tabernacle. Yeah. They wouldn't move out in the uh, out in the wilderness. Yeah. And, uh, man, anyway. <laughs> no, that's good. Man, you got my uh, wheels turning with that. Uh, so just want a few more things here. I got written down. You may not be dancing before a golden calf, right? But ask yourself these questions when it comes to having idols in your life or, you know. Um, so an idol, 
But something's an idol when it causes you to disobey God. Yeah, that's an easy one. Or it get this is or it gives you greater joy than Christ. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself doing something that gives you greater joy than Christ, that guess what? That's an idol. Or it gives you the most excitement about the future. Mm. Man, Jesus should be the one that gives you the most excitement. <laughs> or what, what would be an example of that? I mean, I'm thinking money. Oh, or, it can be anything. Yeah, it can be money. Uh, gosh, it can be fame or prestige. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anything that you place above your relationship with the Lord is, yeah. an, is an idol. Yeah. And it's not, you know, that's not saying money's bad. Yeah. But if we bow down and worship it. Look at the rich young ruler. Mm -hmm. He couldn't part. What 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 must I do? You know to inherit uh, you know salvation, eternal mm -hmm. life. And Jesus starts to talk about all these things. Oh, I've done that. I've done that. And he said, Okay. Jesus went to his heart. Mm -hmm. Give give up your money. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. He walked away. Yeah. Yeah. But you look at Zacchaeus, man, who was a tax collector, mm -hmm. and he was like, Man, I'll give up. I'll give half my money to everybody who wants it. You know. Mm -hmm. In, in Jesus said salvation has come to your your house today. It's whatever has a stranglehold on your heart. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah, or good, good. if it's something you daydream about the most, it's an idol. Or if it's something you most enjoy talking about, man, Jesus should be the person that we most enjoy talking about. Yeah. Uh, or if it's something you fear losing the most, or if it's something you enjoy reading about the most, or love spending money on the most, or if it's something that you look to for heart rejuvenation. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus should occupy all these things in our yeah. life, man. Yeah, yeah. So. And just you know, remind the listeners: we do this show the first or the last Monday of every month, and we're talking about the spiritual side of hell. So that's why we're getting into this stuff, right? You know, we t we talk a lot about how we're trying beings, we're mind, body, and spirit, and you have to be healthy in all those areas. And right now, we're talking about the the spiritual side of health, and just where the the root of that is. Um, even as we talk in terms of idols and how you know, God should should fill all those places versus money or um, fame or whatever. Is um, it, it really just reminds me of that scripture? If we focus on the kingdom of heaven, right. everything else will be added to us. Everything else, will be. and that's um, it's just it's such a powerful thing. It's so powerful to to be in a rut and just say, you know what, I'm going to put on some worship music and right. just let that begin to shift me. I'm going to focus on the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Or I'm in a rut and I'm going to dive into the scriptures. Or yeah. Um, this recently happened to me, and I've, I've talked about this with you, but um, I was just starting to feel spiritually depleted. Right. Um, and I didn't, know, I didn't know what was going on. My first instinct, that maybe I thought maybe I was overcommitted and I was just too busy right. and I was just tired, yeah. um, which is a, always a real possibility. Right. I, you know, I'm pretty, pretty busy, but um, as I prayed about it, the, the thing the Holy Spirit really showed me was that the missing piece for me was um, community prayer. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, fortunately, I get the chance to pray with a lot of patients. Um, I pray a lot on my own. But for me personally, getting around other believers and right. hearing them pray and knowing that you know the Lord has given them a piece of the puzzle and he gives me a piece of the puzzle and somebody else a piece of the puzzle and we all put it together and we all support each other and share you know our prayer requests and, and what we need prayer with. Um, I recently started doing a, a prayer group again and it's just it shifted things yeah. immediately. Um, but I think that's part of this this dive is just um, 
really t taking time to kind of seek out what we need to do. Yeah, I um, think so. You know, the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Right. And I think that's where some people get into a rut, too, in terms of their walk with the Lord. Oh, gosh. Is they've got this huge list of, of uh, sacrifices that they feel like they've made. Yeah. But it's also the, the question needs to be asked, did the Lord tell you to do those did things? Did the Lord tell you to do those things? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you say something that I, I, I kind of want to jump in on. Um, is the community aspect? Yes, yes. You know, people say, oh, "I don't need to go. To, I don't need to go to church to have a relationship with the Lord." Yeah. Well, no, you don't. I guess, but, but if you if you truly are saved and walking with the Lord, you want to be in fellowship with other Christians. Absolutely. You want to seek out Christian community. Yep. If God has your heart, if He has captured your heart, those are things you want to do. Yes. Um, and I'm going to throw another statistic out there. You tell me if you're getting tired of hearing them. But. No, no, it's good. <laughs> okay, now, uh, according to Pew Research, in 1910, and this has been a while back, right, 1910, over 66% of the world's Christians lived in Europe. 66%. Oh, wow. Okay. In 2010, that number had shrunk to 25%. Wow. Where America is at 2020. <clears throat> okay. Okay? Man, okay. Now, okay. Today, the number of Christians occupying Europe is 10 to 11 percent. Wow. That's the direction we're headed in, man. Yeah, and I, and I think it's healthy to, to be aware of those things. Um, you know, when you see numbers like that or you hear numbers like that, yeah. it just kind of lets you know that the trend is obviously moving in a certain direction. Right. So part of what we need to do is, is get ready. Um, right. And be knowing that, that there's going to be some opposition, knowing that not everybody around us is going to agree with right. uh, being a follower of Christ. Right. Um, and we're going to be faced with some of those tough conversations. Right. Um, where at the very least, we may just have to agree to disagree. Yeah, and that's okay. And you that's know, okay, yeah. And that is okay. Um, but at the same time, man, people, it's like an anomaly to some people when you say, mm -hmm. The Word of God is my standard for living. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the heck? No way. <laughs> <clears throat> but I think you're right. I think, I don't know if I got the scripture in here somewhere, but, you know, it talks about it in the last days. Yeah. People are going to be lovers of themselves and, and, yep. and, and all these things. And we talk a lot of times about, oh, man, this big end-time harvest is coming in. Yeah. And I've been challenged by that lately, is it? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, is that in the Bible? You know, like, is it? One of the scriptures that just keeps buzzing in my ear over and over and over is just where it talks about in John that even the most elect among them will, will be, deceived. be deceived. Right? Um, Jesus really, really warned of that. Um, he's talking about with, you know, the false messiahs and, and stuff like that. Um, but it's you've got a lot of people that have gotten really good at creating all these intellectual arguments um, around this or that. Um, much of which, I, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I couldn't say that I could always handle every one of the, the disagreements or arguments. Right. But um, what I can say is because, um, you know, by the grace of God, because of the intimacy I have with the right. Lord, right. knowing His character really, really goes a long way. Right. Um, you know, when I when I'm in circumstances, whether it's on a like a world stage level where I'm watching the news or something, or just a in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, when I feel that sense of very pushy, mm -hmm. very forceful, I'm going to put you in your place, that right. kind of stuff. That's right. not God's nature. It's got to be this way. Or it's got to be this. Yeah. yeah. So it's I'm, I'm not even sure exactly what's going on sometimes or how to handle every aspect of the argument. But I do know that because I know my father's voice, right. I know that's not his nature. Right. And then you just work from there. But I, 
I feel like navigating a lot of these things goes back to, again, being in his presence, being in intimacy with him. Yeah. Because if you know God's character and you know his nature, then a lot of these other things are just going to stand out. Right. Um, even if you don't have a rock-solid argument on how to, Man, how to I, handle it. I'm terrible at debate. I am not a good, you know, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not good at that, but but I think what travels a long way is is love. When people, yeah. like you say, when you when people know you're coming from a place of love, yes, and and not a place of arrogance or pride or yes, beating them over the head. This my way or the highway, even yeah. though it is, I mean, it's it is the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But if you can communicate it in love, you're gonna you're gonna win people over more, yeah, than uh, than yelling at them or screaming at them. Uh, but anyway, just real quick, I know or we we're probably coming to a close. But uh, another six minutes. Oh man, yeah, we got so all kinds of time. Cool. Yeah. So growing up, my dad was in the military, okay. and I had the opportunity to man just to, to travel across Europe and to see all these beautiful, you know, going back to this, you know, ten, eleven percent. Yeah. In in Europe, <clears throat> I got the opportunity to go and, and travel across Europe. And see all these beautiful cathedrals, man. I yeah. mean, I'm talking about beautiful cathedrals. Yeah. In every city, and one of the, the things that they had in common were they were all empty. Wow. They were empty, man. Wow. No, nobody, nobody gathered there to worship in in them anymore. And uh, and so why this is why I think it's so important that we gather. I mean, going back to that community aspect. Yes. Hebrews 10:25 says. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Yes. So they thought Jesus was coming back even then. Oh, yeah. And, and what, is, what, what, what is the author of Hebrews saying? He's saying, let's, let's gather together. Yeah. Knowing that the end is near. Yeah. Let's not forsake assembling together as the people of God. Yes. And I think there's a lot of Christians who have forsaken forsaken the assembly of God. They, they're yeah. not going back to church. I think we're seeing a rise that people are now kind of coming back. Yeah. But I would encourage you, find a good Bible-believing, presence-filled church. Yeah. Uh, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, but they were all empty, man. All these cathedrals, <laughs> empty. <clears throat> That's a great visual. You know, it's, it's yeah. a great visual to think that these magnificent, you know, structures that um, you would think it would be full of people and, and be a place that people would want to be or, or right. empty. Occupied um, by tourists. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, oh, man. No, and I think that's um you know, I think that's something that we've seen in the last couple of years where people are just um uh, there's been a shift in, in community and yeah. we've seen a shift in just the social aspect of health and you know, and it not and I'm not getting into whether or not it was warranted or not. Uh -huh. um, but with the quarantines and with the isolation that a lot of people went through um we're starting to see some real damaging effects everything right. from kids to adults and we're just i think we were designed to be in community we were man. and there's pr plenty of scriptures that support that we were um and i think that's really something to think about you've got different now i will say as kind of a qualifying statement you do uh, have different personality types sure um and so i do think that there are some personality types that they're just they're introverted, and they just need a break from time to time. Sure, but the yeah. solution cannot be isolation. It can't be. I, look, I'm at, at, at my heart. I'm I'm a I'm an introvert. I I don't get life. Lot. My wife, she's an extrovert. Yeah, and she derives life from being uh, in, in social interaction and mm -hmm. talking to people. For me, it feels like work, and yeah. it's draining. Like it is. <laughs> it it really is. Yeah. 
But I know, and that's the way God created me, and it's okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I stay at home and become a recluse, because yeah. I know how damaging that can be, because I've been there and done that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It, uh, sorry, there's such an important, like I said, we're created for community. Yes. We are created for community, and there's something beautiful that happens when we gather as His people on a Sunday morning in His presence, not for a routine. No. Not to punch the clock. No. And say, you know, I, I sang my two or three songs and I heard a 15-minute sermon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know it's possible. But anyway, uh, yeah. it is. And so, but but when we're coming together for a life-giving exchange. Yes. Through the presence of the Lord. Life-giving exchange. Oh, my goodness. That's worth the price of admission right there. Dude, I, like that. I mean, seriously. A life-giving exchange when I, in His presence. Can you remember the, the first time you really experienced God's presence? Yeah, I mean, it was in that uh, when I did that two-week fast to find out who Jesus was, and thankfully I've had several other, you know, experiences through the years. And um, but there's nothing like it. And I, I loved how you pointed out how Moses said, you know, no, we're it's it's not going to be worth it. You can right. give us everything, and this could be, you know, flown with every blessing possible, but it's not going to be the same if you're not there, God. Right. It's just it won't be the same. Right. And I think that's so so powerful and I think that's a huge missing link because a lot of times people achieve a certain level of success yeah. but they're not sure why they're still unhappy and right. a lot of it's because uh, you know that his presence is not a routine part of their lives Man. Um, and it's just it's got to be there it won't be worth it yeah. we got to close out right. um, cool. once again my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health thanks for joining us uh, please tune in Monday of next week at 7 a.m. And don't forget, the last Monday of every month, uh, Pastor Josh and I will continue to do this show, talk about spiritual health, and hopefully uh, be a blessing to you. Have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you soon. See you later. qualifies for the government tax credit. Located at 792 David Crockett Highway in Winchester. Call them at 962-8859, 962-8859, or visit on Facebook for more information. And now your Clark's Home Solutions weather forecast.